now work it, now work it, now work it, work it good. Now work it, now work it, now work it, work it good. Now work it, now work it, now work it, work it good. Yo, 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 we're back. This is International Aces. This is your boy Maze. Oh, damn, we really are back. It felt like a long time. Yo, it's Noah B. What's good? Yo, we, yo, we chilling right now. So right now, bro, bro, we got our first, our very first guest on this shit. Let's go. Nelly, let's go. Nelly, introduce hey. yourself. <laughs> What's good? I'm Nelly from Alberta, Canada. Hey, gang, 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 gang. So yeah, that's what's up, I mean, um, we're just chilling. Uh, so basically, look, let's start off like this. I was gonna say, Nelly, yo, Maze. Nigga, nigga, I mean, Nelly, damn, bro. could you at least ha- ask no, how my day went? Nelly, no, fuck, forget you, bro. Uh, Nelly, how was your, <laughs> how 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 was your day, Nelly? Why, thank you. <laughs> my day was uh, it was all right. It was all good. It was all good. Um, I mean, had a breakup and all that shit today, but it's all good. Oh shit. Oh, see, she she even said it was so, all good. So fuck. Sometimes all that, you learn shit through those breakups, though. You know, yeah. I, I think that most times that you do, there's always something positive to get out of any situation, whether it's negative or positive. Life mm-hmm. lessons. Life lessons. Wow. There it is. Maze. Yeah, yo. Let's dive right into it. What we got on the agenda today, bro? Nigga, how was your day? <laughs> you thought I was gonna ask you. You know I don't ask you, dude. Come on, bro. This is the Noah show, dude. Nigga, nigga, alright, bro. It should be the May show. How many times have I said how was your day, nigga? <laughs> nah, today's good. Um, you know. I don't know, man. You sometimes you go through these days and it just feels like uh why am I here? Um I don't know. Depression's real, dude. And it is it, sometimes it comes out of randomness and sometimes, you know, certain situations will put you in that uh depression. But, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I've learned is um like I just mentioned, I mean, always try to find the positivity out of any situation and even depression, bro. And it just, you know, eventually it'll lead you into the light. Hopefully it'll lead you into the light. Uh, before it gets too late. Uh, fortunately for me, you know, uh, it's it's getting better for me. Um, so yeah, that's my day, Mace. How's your day, dude? <laughs> well, just just remember, uh, slow progress is better than any progress. It's better than yes, no sir. progress. You know what I mean? Um, no, I'm I'm just chilling, bro. Uh, I started my other job uh, recently. Well, today. And it was pretty smooth, bro. Like just, just chilling, working. Hey, congrats working, working. on the new job, Maze. Thank you, thank you. And I still got my business popping up in the spring, so we good to Gay. go. Yeah. All right. So, from all the viewers and everybody that has been hitting us up, we have a new topic today. Our topic, <laughs> which is, is actually good, it's actually is actually is actually a very serious one. Um, it's called it's, it's domestic domestic abuse. You know what I mean? Um, whether you're a female, whether you're whether you're a male, you uh, like I mean, even a child, like I mean, domestic abuse just is real. One short disclaimer before we jump into that, man. Just to let y'all know, help is available. There's an abuse mm-hmm. hotline available for anybody at any time. If you're going through a situation, 
even if it's the first time, uh, the first time is a red flag. If it happens once, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Uh, never yeah. put yourself in a situation, especially when you have kids. Um, you don't yeah. want your kids to bury you, you know, before they're able to live their life with you. And there's a um, domestic violence hotline. That number is 800-799-7233. And just if you if you have if, if I mean, if you listen, just look up on Google, bro. At the end of the day, if you if you don't remember what he just mentioned to you. No, I mean, just look whether wherever state you're in, whatever country you're in, there's 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 a domestic abuse hotline. Remember, that's a national that hotline. National. Yeah. Nigga, I just said, nigga, I just said whatever country. What if Nelly can't hit that shit up? If it's like, I mean, it's you said national. It's not worldwide, nigga. So you gotta like go. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta you got a point. Shit, you got bro. a point. <laughs> Anyways, look it up on Google. It's there. You know what I mean, um. So back to back to me real quick. And so Nelly, what's what good? Do you, what do you think about this 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 topic today, bro? I mean, it's a really heavy topic to be honest. And you know, as a survivor of domestic violence, I mean, it's definitely something that's not talked about enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to domestic violence against men, nobody talks about that. Like, it's not even it's not even looked at when. When a man is um, going through a situation like that, nine out of ten, you know, it's always the female that's going to get the pity on the end. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, domestic violence against men is real. It is real. And a lot of the times women will use that as a platform to be like, well, who's going to believe you, man up, you know? And that, that's not oh, even facts. cool. No, that's that's a whole fact. Like, um I was in this situation recently. Noah, I, 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 I texted him like he got the, he seen the text messages and all that. Yeah, bro. He heard it. Like I mean, I was on TikTok, um, and I was all I was doing is trying to get to 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 get a new viewer, a new new pod, a new uh, maybe a potential guest marketing to. Here you go, an international aces. International aces. Shorty wild out, and then she she had me by the throat. She smacked me, but I can't do shit. I can't smack her back up because then, bam, I'm going to fucking jail. Like I'm going to jail for nobody except for my kids. Fuck all that. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it definitely is real. Like people be like, "Yo, um, you're a man. You should let some woman." Nah, bro, it's different. You can't do shit. Period. You can't do. You can't strike a woman. You can't. I mean, even if you yoke her up, even if you fucking restrain her, you can potentially get in trouble. I mean, yeah, bro, and it has this like natural objective look onto it, and you know, kind of like Nelly was saying, you know, it's it's always seems like it's uh you know, a man on female type of situation, but um, I think what gets hidden often by uh, statistics and you know the news and just. Any type of uh, publicity is the amount of domestic abuse that goes against men. And I mean, I'm not here to defend either side. Uh, women go through the same amount um, oh, yeah. of abuse that, you know, that men go through. But um, sometimes it's a hidden topic that, you know, men are going through it and it's always a hush mouth situation because yeah. it's just not like men are just not expected to, you know, call the cops when that type of stuff happens or. Definitely, because we because we're looked at differently, and that's and that's what's wrong with society right now. 
because we're looked at differently. Like the men is supposed to be like that strong individual. Like, well, fuck, nothing gonna bother you. Nothing can harm me. Nah, bro. But like me, is is different, bro. Like we're just as fragile as women in the sort of speak. You know what I mean? Um, But even if you do call the cops, though, like for real. A woman can call the cops and instantly that man's arrested. But a man calls the cops and right away they're like, "Well, what did you do? What'd you do to they her? What'd you do to provoke her? Story, Why'd she like, like this?" Ex- ex- no? exactly, exactly. It's like, nigga, I called the cops for her. She's the one. She, look at my jaw, niggas hanging from the, like. <laughs> 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 but no, that's just damn. What kind of woman you be dating? <laughs> right, right, right. Brock, Le- <laughs> Brock, Brock Lesnar looking bitches like that. Right, so. <laughs> like a bodybuilder and shit. Rousey, like damn, yeah, man, you need to leave the <laughs> situation, <laughs> dude. Like, oh shit, nigga! I should. You should have been left, nigga. Oh wait. <laughs> Nah, but no, not all seriousness. Like uh, domestic abuse is not cool, and um, yeah. So Nelly, I was gonna ask you, um, if you are so inclined, if you're comfortable, would you mind, um, exp- not not really explaining. You don't have to explain because this is your story, but briefly discussing your story and then telling us, enlightening us, how you overcame. Yeah, I can touch on that a little bit. Um, I mean. I was in a relationship with somebody for quite a few years and had uh, four kids out of the relationship. And I mean, there were red flags along the way, but you know, there's that trauma bond as well. You start to develop with your partner, mm-hmm. like uh, you get, you get love bombed and then it kind of, I don't want to say makes up for, but it's like it, an it excuse for, yeah, yeah, it kind of blindsides that little bit of the red flag that you just notice, like, oh, that doesn't seem right. Kind of, kind of feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit abused on that situation. Right. But then you get that love bomb and those flowers and the I'm sorry's and you know I'll never happen again kind of things, and and you you really truly believe it. I mean, like you, for me, I had mm-hmm. kids with this person, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually didn't really evolve into anything as serious as it did until we got married after 10 years. Wow. So mm-hmm. it can happen at any point. It can be right in the beginning of the relationship. It can happen 10 years down the road. Domestic mm-hmm. violence um, is real. And I mean, you know, after, I don't know, I don't know if it was just my situation specifically, but you know, you, you make vows to this person and then all of a sudden your property and, you know, yeah. you can't go certain places. You can't wear certain things. You can't talk to certain people. You know, social media plays a huge factor in all of that because there's so much access to individuals online that, you know, absolutely, you don't know who's safe anymore. And you, it's now become a trust thing. Like, Oh, I don't trust you because your friends with so-and-so and so-and-so and, you know, it, it goes on, but, um, it, it's really hard to to even reach out for help, even as a female, because, you know, people say, well, that's your husband, you're married and blah, blah, blah. Things are supposed to be that way, but they're not. They're, it's they're like, not talk to it. So, Go so get I, counseling. I, 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 or... yeah. yeah. So I have, I have a question. So did it happen in stages? Like, I've 
first it was like something like light, like he'll just like, no, you're not going out. And then he'll like, I mean, like that type of shit, like he'll yeah, uh, progressively it, get it, worse. That's how it always starts. It doesn't, it doesn't uh-huh. matter who you're with. That's how it always starts. Little things like, um, for instance, uh, let's say, well, I don't want you going out anymore. I don't mm. trust your friends. Your friends are this or that or whatever, right? Your, your friends are hoes. Mm. I don't like you hanging around them. It starts yeah. out with things like that, or oh, I don't like you wearing, you know, short dresses, or I don't like you wear showing cleavage, or um, the phone's a big one. Like I don't like you on your phone. I don't like you on social media. Things like that start mm-hmm. progressing into um, more serious conversations. And it turns into, well, I don't trust you going to go visit your family because I don't know who you're mm-hmm. seeing over there. And, you know, it yeah. starts to just slowly progress until jealousy and anger take over. And now there's holes in the walls and there's kids crying and you're crying or you're bruised up or, you know, things like that start happening slowly. And then mm. the love bombing, right? Oh, I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. Let's go on a trip as a family. Let's get help. You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's fu- that's fucking nuts, bro. Like, so my question is, um, I mean, because I know, I know, I, I see, I went, I went to school for a, some of this, like, so, but <laughs> my question, like, gang, like, let me, but no, um, my question is for you specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like, and because you can probably answer this shit for pretty much majority of the women out there, period. Okay. Um, what made you stay for so long? Because how long were you guys were together? Uh, we were together for 10 years. Then we got uh-huh. married and we split within two years of that point. Okay. So, so how, 12. Okay. So when, okay. So, so can you tell me um, what, when did, well, what year did he start ex- ex- exhibiting these signs? And then what year you was like it? It's been it's well a while. It's been way too much. I can't fucking do this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then tell me what, what, what was that drive to do so? You know what I mean? Why, why would you, why would you stay with him? And why would, why do you finally ultimately decide this is it? You know what I mean? Because a lot of ladies I know, a lot of ladies want to know like, how does she fucking do it? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, at first there was little things that came up that. I never really would have noticed had I not gone through the hard stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying earlier, the little tiny things about, you know, what you wear or, you know, where you go, who you visit, who you see, things like that um, were popping up all the time. And um, you never really notice them until they start getting a little more severe. But I mean, for me, sticking through that was because I had children. Um, I had children yeah. with the man and I've always been raised like you work your problems out. You, you stay together, you work things out, you build your family, you build your home. And that's just how, how it works when you're in a relationship. It's a two way street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it started to affect the kids and the kids were noticing things and the kids were getting scared to be at home and, you know, that's when reality started to hit for me that I was in a domestic relationship mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to approach that because I didn't know how was I going to do this on my own? Like, 
how am I going to raise four kids on my own? Where am I going to go? How am I going to move? Where am I going to get the money to do this? We got to start all over from scratch. Like there's a lot of those things that go through your mind and it's always your kids first. Like how do you take care of them and how do you move forward and leave that relationship when it's not getting any better? It's getting worse. I mean, my breaking point was, um, there was a really, a really bad night. And, um, I was basically told that, you know, we were going to go for a drive to the bush and he was going to shoot me in the head. And at that point I knew my kids needed their mother more than they needed a family. Mm -hmm. And I reached out for help. I went to, there's a family crisis services, um, in Canada, I don't know if it's all over the world, but in Canada, there's um, FCSS. And mm-hmm. I reached out to them and they they told me right away, get a restraining order. Um, so I got a restraining order put into place and that that did not stop him at all from coming anywhere near our house or our, ki- our kids. And um, I really had to do a lot of seeking for help before I could even get my own help for like my mental health or even help for my kids mental health after, cause they, they witnessed a lot of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so reaching out for help was, was the biggest step I had to make. And my sister, I was lucky to have my sister help me through a lot of that because I don't think I could have done it on my own, even though I'm very, very independent woman. Oh, I mean, we don't know that. Like I raise kids on my own. I I do what I got to do for these kids. I'm very independent and I don't know how to ask for help. I really don't. I'm just one of those, Mm -hmm. I'll do it myself kind of girls. Right. Well, and I I feel like, honestly, I just want to touch back on, you know, kind of when you were talking about uh, marriage, I mean, when you go to marry somebody, it's, you know, obviously at that point, it's a person that you've gained trust with, a person that you've, um, you know, grew to love and fell in love with. And, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. And essentially it's a, you know, piece of paper and a, you go to the courthouse and you get it done and now you guys are married. But then on the flip side of it, uh, when shit goes back crazy, if it does, um, and like in your situation, it just, it kind of puts you in this zone where you like feel trapped. And it's like, like you said, like, yeah, you guys are married and, you know, why not try to talk it out or, you know, get each get help for each other. Let's do family counseling. But I don't think that anybody from that, outside really knows how severe things may be unless you're there. And I think you're actually the only person that really knows. And it's like, you know, you were on the verge of potentially losing your life that night. And it's it's more than just a therapist that's going to help or, you know, an outsider looking in. It's like, I seriously need help. And it, it sucks Absolutely. for women. And, you know, you grow with this person and that person knows everything about you. So, you know, when it when it doesn't work out and when it gets severe like that, how do you hide from that? I mean, they know your family and everything. So it's yep. like, what do you what do you do? What, how do you get out of this situation? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, I ended up having to I literally just took my kids clothes. I packed up my kids, jumped in my car and. We drove about four hours and we settled into um, another city 
but even at that, he he still managed to know where we were because the courts made it so. They made it so that he would still have access to his kids and they made it so that he, they knew where he knew where his kids were at all times. So, so how, so I, I know in the, um, in the United States, whatever the case may be, like if that, that would never happen, um, as, as far as, uh, the, the the other parent not know like knowing where the kid you would have but it just depends though other... bro like i mean if he yeah, has so you like, know 50 so... custody it's, no, it's, it's the same to, thing I, yeah so i have I, I have 50 50 custody of i mean all for all my kids so you know i mean but i would i mean i would not i don't know i wouldn't if they didn't if, if my kid's mother would not tell me where they're at I would not know where they're at. It, my my child's court goes through whatever the fuck. They will have to meet me halfway type shit. You know what I mean? Because oh, I they okay. don't they 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 don't they don't feel comfortable with me coming over or you know what I mean? Like so they there's the stipulation. So I don't. I mean, with that especially being said, with like, domestic to, violence, you would think that you yeah, know so any place, no matter more, where, you think yeah. that they would try to hide that. Exactly. There, you think there there would be more restrictions on that shit over there. You know what I mean? And that was the thing, though, like during the whole process, like he is such a good manipulator that even the cops loved him. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like me. Like Wait, no hold. joke, so. man. Even the cops were like, you know, they'd see him everywhere and they'd be like talking with him and having a good old time. And I'm like. I, he was just putting that mask mind. on. like, Yeah. Yeah, it's a mask. We're gonna do a podcast about masks later on, guys. So I like that. Anyways, yo, Nelly, like, continue. Yeah, I don't even know where I left off, but anyways. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, I packed up all my kids. We left to a whole new city and like um I mean that was really tough for, for my kids because it was it was definitely something new. My kids grew up in a community where they knew everybody from birth. Mm-hmm. Everybody. They went to the same schools as their friends right from I'd say pre kindergarten all the way up till when we moved. And I mean like we were in an indigenous community surrounded by, you know, our own people. And then now we're moving into a whole new community where it's all non-Indigenous people. We're the only Indigenous people in this city. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Does Indigenous mean Indian? <laughs> That's quite racist. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Wow, Mace. Gang. International Aces Podcast Council. Okay, yo, yo. Let me ask you a question, Gang. Mace. Gang. Mace. Yeah. Are you black? No. <laughs> What are you? I'm Dominican. <laughs> Bruh, there you go. See, you're Dominican. I'm indigenous. Oh. This is amazing. This is a great... I, I appreciate you coming and telling your story and shit like that. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all ears, you I appreciate you listening. Yeah, so anyways, moving into a non-indigenous community was a huge culture shock for my kids. Like, huge mm-hmm. culture shocks. So, I mean, we were learning a lot about how to live in our new surroundings and how to build ourselves back up while still not knowing our identity in this community we lived in. Like, where did we fit in? Um, We jumped into like the hockey community and started getting to know like where we fit in and how we fit in and how to live 
this whole new life. And I mean, it, it took a lot. I took a whole entire year off of work just to stay home and focus on my kids and rebuilding our mental health and, you know, learning to heal as a family and learning how to move forward and how we were going to live. And I mean, at first it was a little tough, like, I'm not going to lie. It was tough, like financially, but, um, you know, we pulled through that shit. And I mean, um, I ended up going back to school and I'm going for my bachelor's in education and congratulations. Um, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm doing really, really well. And that's something I probably would have never have gotten the chance to do had I stuck in that relationship. I wouldn't have been able to go out and experience what life is. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to focus on my career and my goals because my life revolved around, you know, being that wife and being that, that mother and, you know, really focusing on his stuff and his career. And I'm sorry, Nelly, I didn't mean to cut you off. Who are now, mother? But no, just, no, no, you just it. led he me to ask well, a question. I mean, because you say, you know, you have to basically kind of rebuild your family or kind of focus on your family. So how was it um, dealing with the kids and, you know, kind of having to walk them through, you know, that dad's not around like he was anymore? And and kind of how were you able to tell the kids, you know, like it, it's it's not it's just mom now. Like it's not the same as it was. Well, I mean that conversation probably would have been a little bit more difficult had I left when they were younger. But when I had left, my youngest would have been, oh boy, um, seven or eight. And my oldest was 15. Yeah, I believe that's about, so they were old enough to understand that they were not in a good situation. And right, and they saw what was going moved, on. Yeah, they heard a lot of things. They saw a lot of things. Like, they they went through some real shit. And mm -hmm. they relied heavily on some of their cousins to talk to because they didn't know how to approach me on the situation because they already knew I had enough on my plate. Mm -hmm. And they were scared to put more on by me knowing that they were hurting Right. And I wish they would have talked to me because had I known my kids were listening to a lot of the stuff that they heard, mm -hmm. I, I would have left a lot sooner and I would have done my best to protect what they mm -hmm. were now involved in. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it was definitely a, a huge shock for them that all of a sudden their home was safe they felt like they finally had a safe space and they love their home. So, I mean, for me, for my personal situation, it was probably the best thing for my kids at that time. That's awesome. They didn't have to worry, right? Like they weren't like, Oh no, dad's not around. What are we going to do? They were like, yay, dad's not around. What can we do? It was like a happy right? moment for the family as a whole. Yeah, and that was that was huge for me because I didn't realize that, you know, me sticking around was hurting my kids. Hmm. So with that being said, like, what advice would you give to all the other women out there uh, in, in that particular situation? 
with with, with a, a a man being involved and all this still involved and all that shit. Like, what, what what would you give them? I would just say to any woman in general, relationship or not, be aware of those red flags right off the hop. Like, mm. I mean, don't go into a relationship so cautious you can't actually, you know, love somebody. But I mean, really open your eyes to what you want from your your partner. Like, what do you want from your partner and what are you willing to give your partner? Because later on, if you don't have those boundaries and you don't have those um, expectations, you're going in with nothing and chances mm -hmm. are you're going to come out with nothing. Um, I would say if you start getting into a situation where there is abuse, it doesn't matter what kind it, it, it can start financially. That's how mine mm -hmm. started financially. Mm -hmm. And then it went into emotional and then it went into physical. Then it went into sexual. It was spiritual. There was all sorts. Mm. Of, so it wasn't just, it wasn't just one layer. It was just a whole bunch. All of them, there basically. is many, many layers of abuse. Mm. And when you start recognizing those things, start talking to somebody, anybody, it doesn't have to be a professional. If you want to see a professional, great. But if you can at least reach out to somebody really close to you, like I did with my sister, mm -hmm. that that's, that's step one. You have to talk about it because the more you talk to somebody about it, the more they open your eyes to the things you're not properly seeing because you've got that trauma bond. You mm -hmm. have that trauma bond with that person and you're getting love bombed every time they do it. And that feeling's great. Right. And it kind of mm. outweighs it. But once you get to that point, I mean, it's that person that's really going to open your eyes to where you're at and where you want to be. Like my sister had talked to me a lot and I mean, she's, she's been married to her husband for 20 some years and, you know, they have a, they have a great marriage, but I mean, they've had their problems too, or they work things out and they talk about it and they go get help and whatever, but that's, that's what a marriage is. Right. Yeah. Um, so it really helps when you have somebody that you can talk to and recognize those, those red flags and start realizing what the triggers are because nine out of 10, your abuser, there will be triggers. Yeah. You'll notice the triggers. And if it gets to that point, seek help, like actually seek help with, um, like for me, because I had kids, I went to family crisis services uh -huh. and they really opened up my eyes to a lot. And they, they just threw so many supports at me. I, my head was spinning. I didn't even realize as a woman, how much supports there are for you. Yeah, that's amazing. People just need to. Yeah, yeah. people just need to. People just need, honestly, honestly, people just need to look. If they can look, you're able to. You're, you, you nowadays you're able to find. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. It's just, it's just that you gotta take that first initiative and just look. Because if you can, because I mean, just like, I don't know, just like how I can figure out how to fucking 
fix an engine in my car. Like, Man, I can you cannot figure that out, dude. What? Whatever. <laughs> you don't even Yo, know. I can't, I can't, so bro, full of bro, shit. Bro. YouTube is a fucking is. amazing, bro. YouTube is a fucking amazing. I don't want to take this shit. I was just trying to prove a point. If I can look up on YouTube. No. Um, anyway, you're there for, guys, on a 30-minute video. Is, you're there for three hours still on the first minute of it. Like, Yeah, fuck you guys. First off, Rewind. Guys, pause. Rewind. This was, pause. Right, right, right. This is, <laughs> that 10 second skip back. Yo, I, I, I gotta take this shit. Yo, anyways, guys, Nelly, thank you so much for sharing. Like, it was it was amazing, like, hearing you talk. You know what I mean? Um, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Thank you so much. I know Absolutely. It was, I, I know it was tough because you were, like, revisiting the past. And, you know what I mean? But, I mean, you got through it. So that's, that's, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, and, you were kind of there through all that. You pulled me yeah. through a lot of those days. Hey, listen, I try, I try. I'm like Noah. Sorry, I'm, I'm playing. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> no, but um, honestly, though, um, just to leave out on on a note, um, just like Nelly last stated, you know, um, just look at the red flags firsthand. Um, Absolutely. Trust your gut on everything. Yeah. So just one more time, the um, National Domestic Violence Hotline for all of our U.S. listeners. That's 1-800-799-7233. Yo, it's International Aces Podcast. As always, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all go follow the TikToks. Baby G underscore Oaks. At Noah B624. And May's 8905. Man, y'all gotta go follow that shit. Fuck you, bitch. I gotta take this shit. What? <laughs> we out. Now work it. Now work it. Now work it. Work it good. Now work it. Now work it. Now work it. Work it good. Now work it. Now work it. Now work it. Work it good.